Ringer Dish is the place for all things celebrity, from major celebrity moments like the Met Gala and the Oscars, to the weird habits of the stars you love, to refreshers on the biggest tabloid stories from the last 20 years, Ringer Dish has all the vital details. On Tuesdays, catch Jam Session with Juliet Littman and Amanda Dobbins for Royal Family Rumors, Celebrity Real Estate, and Industry Analysis. And on Fridays, listen to Tea Time with me, Kate, and Amelia for lightning fast coverage on pressing celebrity news and gossip. Check out Ringer Dish on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Jersey Mike Subs. Jersey Mike's uses only the highest quality of meat sliced right in front of you, piled high with the freshest toppings. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. For me, it's roast beef and provolone with onions, lettuce, tomato, and the juice. You like authentic cheesesteaks? At Jersey Mike's, they're cooked on a real flat top grill. You can hear the sizzle and taste the difference. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Order on the app today or visit jerseymikes.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Heineken Silver. People could be hard to please. You take beer to a party and they're all, it's too watered down, it's too boring, or ugh, I drank that back in college. Thankfully, there's new Heineken Silver, a world-class light beer with only 2.9 carbs and 95 calories and a crisp and refreshing taste to satisfy even your pickiest friend. Finally, try Heineken Silver today, the world-class light beer with all the taste, no bitter endings. Available at your local Heineken retailer or for delivery at heineken.com slash silver. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Enjoy Heineken responsibly. Everything is Cake, where every week we are recapping the latest episode of The Great British Baking Show. I'm Kate Halliwell. I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And we are here with our lovely producer, Sasha Eschall, to break down episode seven, Free From Week. So this week was free from uh, dairy. It was free from meat or, you know, we had a vegan challenge and then it was also gluten-free. We were skeptical uh, initially about how this week would go, but I think overall, good episode. I, it exceeded our expectations, right? <laughs> I think so, definitely. Yeah, pretty good stuff. We recovered from the mediocrities of Caramel Week. Right. Uh, pretty strong showing. Uh, we, we love everyone left. We love the person that we lost, but we'll get right. into that. True. Um. And yeah, not not a crazy difficult uh, week, I would say. Yeah. Sasha, thoughts on that? I thought difficulty it was going to be way more difficult. Yeah, mm-hmm. it. I kind of forgot, like when, especially during the showstopper, that it was supposed to be like a gluten free cake. It kind of just seemed like a regular cake, uh, which kind of is like the the beauty of of doing these things now is like there are so many substitutes that like really it isn't that hard to make things free from whatever you want. Um, they Which didn't address whether people were allowed to use like pre-made blends because like when I've made gluten-free stuff before in the past, I've just used the like Bob's Red Mill like gluten-free flour <laughs> mix yeah. or whatever where they like already made like a mix of gluten-free flours that like mimics all purpose the best. Right. And Christelle went, we can talk about it later, but like she went all rice flour. Mm, yeah. And I feel like I was surprised by some of the choices that like, honestly, if I was doing it at home, I would just go for like a pre-made blend. 
Right. Yeah. I was surprised on some of the showstopper choices as well with the ice cream. They had to do a dairy-free ice cream. And I was like, these days, I don't think that, I mean, obviously making ice cream is difficult at home in general and making dairy-free ice cream is more difficult. But also these days, I feel like it could have been easier than they made it. <laughs> I actually am of the opinion. I, I Making ice cream at home is like the one thing that I do a lot. Really? And Ooh. I am of the opinion that it's it's really not that hard. Especially if you have an ice cream machine, which is like $35. And wow. I've That's had nice. it for like five, six years now. Um, it's really not you a difficult do it? thing wow. to should do. Should I get into this? Amelia, should. should we get into making ice cream at home also? You should. My mom used to do it. So yeah. Wow. I, I think that's I a cool find idea. it to be like one of the very few things. Like, I don't find this to be about cake. I cannot make a cake that tastes as good as one that I can get <laughs> somewhere else. But ice cream, like, I can truly make ice cream that tastes better than like nice. going to a creamery or something. Wow. It's one of the Impressive. things you can make at home that's like, you can really make it taste and the texture, like, you can all just make it nice. taste as good or better. All right. So, another, uh, excuse for why this episode could have been more difficult, but wasn't. But I think it was good. We didn't need them to be doing like insane things. Uh, and I think it was, it was relatively solid. Also, I know that Amelia, you have thoughts on just the sort of the structure of this episode now that we've gotten down to fewer bakers. I, I really like, (laughs) maybe because I have like a short, short term memory problems. Um, I like (laughs) and find it easier to keep track of everyone and all their bakes and really to kind of hone in on everyone's talents and can focus on like, okay, because, because I mean, they ha- you have three different um, mini competitions in one episode. And then from there, each person gets to make their own. So I, sometimes I find it difficult to keep track of everyone. And now that there are less people and we kind of know them more, I find it just kind of easier and more fun to keep up with everyone else. Just... If that makes, if I don't know if yeah. anyone else feels that way, no, but yeah, I totally agree. I, this is the best stretch of every season. I think is like just the last three or four episodes where mm-hmm. like everyone who's left is good or at right. least like can hang, right. uh, you know, them, the hosts know them. Like we have favorites. They have favorites. There's like a lot of banter. They care about each other. Like we care about them. They all get a lot of screen time. This is like the golden, sort of the golden stretch of like every bake-off season is like right now. So I I agree that even if we weren't initially wild about the challenge this week, I think that was part of the reason why it was also just such a good episode was just because, you know, we're just like in in the stretch of bake-off where like you can just focus on everyone. We like everyone. um, And it's going to be a good episode either way. So we love to see it. (laughs) I feel like they've been kind of uh, mysterious about how long they've been there. <laughs> like I have no sense of like how long they've been in this bubble. When mm. are, how long are they spacing out the challenge days? Like, do they have a whole week in between or is it just like three days now? Or is it two mm. days? Like we don't mm. really know this information because usually yeah. it's like, they'll be there for the weekend and then they'll go home for a week and come back the next weekend. So have they been there for Seven weeks. Seven weeks. Like, yeah, I, I don't think so personally. Yeah, it's hard to say. We'll have to ask <sighs> Tuffy's kids uh, how long his <laughs> business trip Dude. has been. That's true. <laughs> it's be a long um, time. <laughs> but I agree. And actually, the last season, um, uh, there was a lot more talk about like the issues with the bubble and like you know people running out of clothes. And we have had a little bit of this this season, but in kind of a more like charming way. Like, oh, I didn't think I'd be here that long. Whereas last season, I remember people were like it's just been really difficult. Like we haven't had that much time to practice. Like we're literally swapping clothes. Like it was much more like 
uh, an endurance sort of challenge. Whereas I think this season they've kind of worked out the kinks more. So it is a little bit more like mysterious, like, oh, this is normal. Like this is a normal season. Don't look too hard. Um, (laughs) But yeah, they seem a little bit more well-adjusted to the bubble experience. But we'll see. We'll see as we get to the... they love each other. They do. It is strong. Like I can feel how strong it is. The best best bake-off seasons are when they're all friends and all rooting for each other. I just started following them all on Instagram. Or by them all, I mean Chiggs, Lizzie, and Christelle. I just nice. found Giuseppe's also Giuseppe's oh. Instagram also good. Uh, okay, yeah, I love. word of warning, word of warning to the American listeners: right. they do spoil things before Fridays. Oh, so be very careful if you follow them on Instagram because good they do not. They are like for the Brits only. Like Wednesday, <laughs> like their reactions are up. So I don't blame. Proceed them. with caution. Maybe wait a couple more weeks to follow everyone. Um, but yeah, I also just followed. Lizzie, of course, after this week, um, and have been following Chiggs because my priorities are in order. <laughs> what go. I love about Chiggs <laughs> is that he puts, like, he puts on his story posts from women, like, oh, that are yeah. just, like, really thirsty. Like, he will, like, <laughs> repost, like, thirsty posts about himself we on should Instagram. All, like we that. should all share our podcast this week and, like, tag him and see if he'll reshare it. Just, like, <laughs> oh as my a, God. be, That's like, love like, love Chig's glasses and then, like, tag him and see if he'll do it just for an experiment. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's get into the challenges this week. So, oh, and, sorry, one more thing about his Instagram. In his profile, it says sneakerhead so this is like a big part of his personality important important stuff he has to win so that like we can learn more about his personal life although he actually no he just has to make it to the finals so we can get like the the family and all the background (laughs) that's cute yeah we'll talk more about Uh. next week at the end of the episode but for now let's get through this episode uh signature bake was dairy free ice cream sandwiches so in theory relatively easy right it reminded me of kind of the brownie challenge from last season um where it's something where you're like okay i can make ice cream sandwiches you can make ice cream sandwiches i can make brownies you can make brownies but then like they all overthought it so hard it's so easy to do that and i totally get that and honestly i almost felt like because there were moments like i was thinking oh my god lizzie don't make it so simple but then i was like that okay no shut up amelia like she <laughs> she should do it however she wants to do it and i thought it was really cute but it was kind of like almost like hers was so simple compared to everyone else's and and that's why i was scared for her obviously right. and uh, i don't know i liked her idea with the dog Me too. print and like she uses very like updated very kind of new trendy yeah like cooking totally. methods I think like sort of like TikTok or like things you'll see on like Instagram uh and it worked out for her a lot didn't work out for her so much in the signature because you couldn't really see like the dog print on her cookies <laughs> she was hard. like painting them and I was like yeah there's nothing there it was there's just nothing um, there <laughs> but yeah so Sasha I know you have an initial beef with this which mimics yeah, my beef well, I- I feel like we all felt this and I feel like maybe every American who watches this will be like, <laughs> what is going on? Because everybody makes like shortbread cookies to put on top to like make these sandwiches and nobody did a soft chewy cookie, which is to Other me than Jürgen, like... Jürgen by accident. <laughs> right. Yeah. Jürgen accidentally did it. Only he can fuck it up. And they're like, actually, this is better. This is genius. <laughs> this is genius. Um, but nobody made like a chocolate chip cookie or like anything like that. And I was like, I honestly have never had an ice cream sandwich that wasn't with like an American like chewy cookie. And it's like the only thing that I want. And you saw when they ate Christelle's, 
all of it came out the side because it was like, Ooh. we are eating a shortbread cookie. Why <laughs> is this the choice that everyone meant? Only, I think, Giuseppe's were the only cookies that I thought looked like even remotely like acceptable for no. an ice cream sandwich. Yeah. And I, the, why were they, they so were hard? hard. Yeah. yeah. I don't get this. Amelia, have you ever had a hard cookie with an ice cream sandwich? I mean, again, it's like, I agree with everyone. I think that <laughs> it's very much like, in theory, you know, like chocolate chip cookies or snickerdoodle cookies are supposed to be like hard, harder or whatever. But um, they usually for ice cream sandwiches, they use the ones that are like the soft Squishy. version of yeah. each. Yeah. Or else you're yeah. going to break your teeth. So, you know. Right. right. Or you're just going to lose all the ice cream, which we did see happen. And even even Prue, I think, was, was it um, Giuseppe? She was like, I want to eat this all mixed up in a bowl. I was like, that's right. not the assignment, that's not, yeah. right. It's supposed to be a sandwich. You wouldn't mix pieces of bread up in a bowl with whatever's inside the bread. Like, that's just because the <laughs> cookie was unsuitable for the assignment. Anyway, actually, everyone did relatively well uh, on yeah. this challenge. I do wish we'd had like a Maggie to come back and be like, I'm just going to make a brownie and I'm going to put some non-dairy vanilla ice cream in between it and it's going to be delicious because I think... That would have been delicious. Oh, my um, God. But yeah, so really the only person who didn't do well by the judges' standards uh, in the signature was Chiggs. Um, he did like a mango ice cream. Didn't taste very mango-y. They said it was like kind of too sorbet-ish. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't know. I was underwhelmed by the flavor and uh, cookie options. However, I mean, they're ice cream sandwiches. How bad can they be? <laughs> you know, That's <laughs> at true. the end of the day. Um, and I to be honest, all of them were exactly what I thought, like what Prue said about Giuseppe's. I was like, sure. Any of these, like I would smash it up and eat it with a spoon. Right. But like, I don't think I could eat any of these with my hands. Yeah. It would be very (laughs) messy for sure. Uh, yeah. And they did have, they did all succeed pretty easily with the non-dairy ice cream. Uh, It was amazing. They kind of had different techniques. Amelia, I know you wanted to talk about Giuseppe's tofu. I, I, what an interesting <laughs> idea when he said he was doing it with tofu I was like I don't really get how that works and if you've ever had like just like regular tofu I mean I guess there's like that consistency there that could be similar to ice cream or you know but it's like when I think ice cream I don't think tofu <laughs> like that's just <laughs> right. wild to me and like also I guess uh the taste of tofu is so bland that it would be kind of easy to manipulate that the flavor <laughs> flavoring of it so I, I think it's really smart and I thought he was gonna fuck it up and I was worried for him but it seems like they loved it like Sasha said I mean Prue was like let me freaking mash this up and eat it in a bowl and I was like <laughs> cool yeah why not so. I uh, I did miss Freya in the tofu uh, uh, too bad. section. She used tofu for her mousse. Uh, not the week she went home, I think, but the week before she went home. And it hardened too much, which I was like, that would have been great for an ice cream. Right? Um, but <laughs> just would have loved to see her like really in her element. Um, but we it did. It really was too bad. We did miss out. Also, Amelia, I know you wanted to talk about um, the hold that Big Miso has on Christelle. <laughs> yeah, wild. Once again, when she was like, I'm doing miso and tahini once again, I was like, wow, she really, I, that's her thing. That's her flavor profile. It's and like three weeks in a row. <laughs> it's wild. She and every, you know, I feel like they're okay with it every time or from what I can remember vaguely, it's never gone off like super well for her, but she keeps bringing it back. And I'm just like, 
interesting choice, but uh, uh, now I want to try it. So maybe maybe the joke is on me. So It's true. I'm just know? waiting for... I'm going to follow her on Instagram next. And I'm waiting for her after Bake Off to have like some sort of influence, like brand yeah. partnership with like a miso <laughs> company. Like it's coming. She's right. set the stage for herself uh, to be in miso commercials until the end of time. Um, so yeah, decent signature. Everyone did okay. Chigs did meh. Um, but really like no huge standouts, no um, huge disappointments, kind of just like solid across the board. Um, yeah, nothing that's too perfect crazy. word for it. Yes. All right. Technical challenge, much weirder. Uh, the challenge was eight identical vegan sausage rolls with chutney. And obviously there was no sausage in it. They were made with, um, mushrooms and like a nut mix, um, and a Walnut different kind of miso. <laughs> uh, Damn. Yeah, a lot of miso in this challenge. Um, what are our thoughts on a vegan sausage roll? Uh, I think that's. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great challenge. But again, I am such like a non-vegan eater that I just am <laughs> like, oh, gross. And I, I guess I need to expand my palate because they describe them as crisp, golden, vegan, rough puff pastries uh, surrounding a mushroom and walnut filling. And see, I just don't like walnut. I don't know if you guys like mm, walnut. I do. But that just... That doesn't sound good to me, but I'm sure they would have made it good. I can see how it could, because it's like, you know, there's walnut meat, like, you know, that kind of um, tough, uh, yeah, inside a walnut and or what you can make from walnuts. And um, so that was interesting. And I thought that would be very earthy tasting. But then I liked that they had it accompanied by a sticky caramelized red onion chutney. I thought that sounded good. It did Maybe? sound good. Here's, can I say my pet peeve? Please. They keep making them cook things to go with these baked yeah. challenges. And for example, Christelle came in last because her chutney had like way too much chili, way too much spice in it. And I'm like, this is a cooked element. Okay. Why are we judging her okay, for but her chutney? <laughs> no, no. From Christelle's own mouth, quote, <laughs> They're actually disgustingly ugly. So <laughs> I just want to say like, yeah, the, the chutney was not like, I'm going to talk about that later because honestly, like I have, I take issue, but <laughs> I think that her, like they called Actual them pasties. Like they were like, yeah. they didn't like the sausage rolls either. And they were like pretty, pretty ugly. It's true. It's true. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just, I'm annoyed when they make them cook things. Um, I definitely would have eaten the vegan sausage rolls. I think they sound good. Um, I just, you know, across the board, I was surprised that Chiggs said he had never done any sort of free from like vegan baking before. We kind of thought he might be like closet health nut just in terms of maybe that was just me again, like projecting his Parks and Rec persona on sure. <laughs> well, because he hasn't been baking that long. I guess that's right. why. That's you know? true. But that's true. Maybe he hasn't experimented uh, in his like, you know, six months of baking or whatever <laughs> it is. Um, and then, however, our girl Lizzie has made vegan sausage rolls before, but in a very different way. In a better way. <laughs> in a like much better way. They, what like, was her method? They won't let them. This was my main gripe with this challenge was like, I feel like in the real world when people are making vegan food, they're not like, let me make a mushroom walnut like fake sausage mixture. Mm, they're like, I'm just sure. going to go buy vegan sausage from the grocery store right. and then put it in this puff pastry, which is exactly what Lizzie said that she does for her sister. Right. And yeah. her I was sister. like, <laughs> it's like, this just doesn't, it, it doesn't ring true to me. Like it sounds, it, it felt to me like Paul 
I know it was a, like a prue recipe, but it really felt to me like someone like Paul, who's like, this is what vegans eat. Right. Oh, vegetables like, only. They go really. into the woods, <laughs> they dig it out of the ground, <laughs> they come home and they microwave it. And like, that's it. Yeah. It was just strange. I, uh, I just I thought agree. that was a and weird filling. It, it's like a different dish then. You know, it's like a mushroom it yeah. is like a mushroom pasty almost. Like it's not, I don't know really, I guess as an American, I don't really know what constitutes a sausage roll, but it seems like it should have sausage <laughs> in it. Uh, and this is like objectively a mushroom roll. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, I also like wasn't sure about that, but I do think Lizzie's vegan sausage rolls seemed more authentic. Um, I agree. Well. I, I just like thought it was cool that she was so like knowledgeable about it. Like she, she is the person when you go up to like um, Jurgen even was like, yeah, I don't really, I don't really mess around with like puff pastry that much. Like this is kind of stressful. And then Lizzie was like, oh yeah, I like puff pastry. Like I like making puff pastry. It's kind of fun and like blah blah blah. Yeah, I've made this before. And you're like, damn, like she she really is in like an experienced baker. She just doesn't have like a style. The finesse. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. sure. The finesse. I'm honestly like, I'm so over that word now. They always do this like every season. They tell someone that they're like style, not substance. And then they want to stop saying that phrase. Yes. This, this year it's finesse. We, I know we actually have not had a lot of the style over substance or substance style phrase. I know she's the only one, but like usually you're right. That is a judge like buzzword. Uh, We've, we've been blessedly free from that. Yeah. They're moving on to finesse now. That's all they say. They are. I have to tell you that uh, I just was on Lizzie's Instagram before this podcast and she got a tattoo with Freya. Uh, yeah. And oh, cute. Freya's, they're little whisks and then they have like little words at the end. And Lizzie says finesse. So she oh, has cute. embraced the finesse branding. Um, Good and for I'm, her. I'm, I'm glad that she's into it. Uh, so yeah, Lizzie was like in the middle. Christelle was in the bottom. And our guy Chiggs came out on top of the technical. Uh, not, not great for Giuseppe. His weren't very good. Jurgen, Jurgen's were okay. Jurgen, Jurgen's were okay. However, can we discuss the fact that Jurgen dropped his on the floor and served oh, them anyway? <laughs> my God, the I George is leaping a, out. Yes. Oh my gosh, seriously, He's still I here. I thought they were going to make a bigger deal out of it. Me too. So in the past, like people have dropped things on the floor and been like, I think there's a famous contestant. I forget which season it was where she's like, I can't serve Mary Berry carpet. Oh like she God. she put it, she dropped something on the ground and I think it was like mostly fine, but she was like, I cannot serve this. Whereas Jurgen drops literally his entire tray yes. of sausage rolls onto the ground picks them up. It's like, you didn't see that and just goes ahead and serves them, which I actually <laughs> respect. Didn't say a single thing. I thought the producers would like tell them, like would tell Paul and Paul would be like, is yeah. this a hair? And like, you know, make some bullshit <laughs> oh thing out God. of it. Um, but he didn't. And I was like, good for you, Jurgen. Like the five second rule does count in the it tent. Does. It does. And and I felt like they probably have that inside of the tent so sanitized. Totally. Every, like they, <laughs> you know, they're running like a Swiffer mop between yes. every two takes of the show. Like it's, I just feel like it's probably pretty clean. Absolutely. I, I would have eaten them. I was just like, uh, yeah. good job, buddy. Glad, I'm glad that you didn't give up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe if yeah. they were real sausage rolls. Maybe not the vegan ones. Maybe. Yeah, um, true. Can so, I yeah, really we, quick just speak on the, uh, the ominous vegan block. Please, let's discuss. <laughs> what a like weird. I've used like dairy free butter before, um, vegan butter, and they it was not called a vegan block. I'm really interested in like where this terminology comes from. I've never heard it used before, and I find it to be like very strange. 
I agree. And they all seemed relatively familiar with it. Like they were like, oh, I haven't used vegan block before. I was right. like, what? That's a thing? No, me Is either. Is a British thing? <laughs> it might be a British know. thing. I feel yeah. like it, that so- it sounds more like a British it thing does. than it, it would be an it's American It's a weird thing. name, so we'll does. blame it on them. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, weird stuff. Glad we finally got to see some rough puff. Uh, we were complaining about that uh, during pastry week that we did not get any rough puff action, any layering, any folding. Um, so yeah. <laughs> You know, decent technical, maybe not the most uh, accurate in terms of the actual sausage roll name. Um, Sure. But, you know, solid. Again, I think Christelle cracks me up every time she's just like so blunt about her bakes. When she she was like, they're disgustingly ugly. Like she'll pull something out and be like, this is literally a nightmare. And like not in a, (laughs) not in the like annoyingly overdramatic way. Like she will look at it and literally just be like, well, this is like literally the most hideous thing I've ever seen in my (laughs) life. That's true. I'm like... (laughs) I like her honesty for sure. She just like, you know, she smiles through it. It's fine. I like how she, she, you're right. She (laughs) laughs through it. Even when, you know, Paul tasted hers and almost threw up. And then he was like, have you tasted it? And then she tasted it. She's like, oh, what are you (laughs) talking And I thought that was funny. I was like, there you go. (laughs) She's a great sport. She really is. is. That's perfect description. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right, let's get into the showstopper. This was a gluten-free celebration cake. Um, as we discussed earlier, the gluten-free aspect was kind of just glossed over. Uh, it was pretty much just a celebration cake, which is just a big fancy cake that looks however you want it to look. Um, kind of a, a free-for-all in terms of uh, assignment. Um, what were our what were our standouts? Jurgen. Jurgens was great. He did. <laughs> so his was huge, uh, which is always funny. Huge. When he said it was decide. for 80 people. <laughs> That's those are very small slices, Jurgen. <laughs> He's uh, overestimating our ability to eat a very tiny slice. Um, but yeah, so his was like three layers of different kinds of chocolates. So like top layer was white chocolate. Middle layer was milk chocolate. Bottom layer was dark chocolate. Love that. Absolutely. <laughs> and then it was three tiers of that. And then I think there was an apricot glaze or something in there. Yeah, there as was well. like apricot jam in between the layers. Mm. And then ch- ooh, butter. I mean, there was definitely like some buttercream yeah. going on. Yeah. Looked great. No complaints for me. Absolutely would eat. Um, and then we got, <laughs> let's talk about Lizzie. Let's get into it. Oh. So our girl Lizzie uh, decided to celebrate her differences. That was the theme of her cake. Um, So she talked a lot about like the neurodivergent community and her ADHD diagnosis. And so she made like a brain fuzz cake, which is the cutest fucking idea I've ever seen. Uh, And this is another example of kind of the, you would see this cake on like Instagram, like on a professional, like cake makers account that like goes viral. Um, she did like rainbow icing, but she did kind of like that shag technique that you'll see. It looks like uh, a shag carpet. Yeah. yeah. Where she like piped it in a very like sort of fuzzy way. It looked like you could pet it almost like a, like a stuffed animal. Um, and then she did like, was it rice paper sticking out I think of it? it was. Yeah. Um, with like letters and numbers printed on it to represent her dyslexia. Um, and then the inside was gluten-free sponges. And it just was the perfect cake for her. It was it awesome. Was colorful. It was unique. It was finessed. Uh. <laughs> it was. Well, and she described like she she says uh, she gets a lot of brain fuzz. And she like lit- it was like a literal representation of that. And I thought that was so uh, clever. And it also it just looked really delicious. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I love frosting. So I was like, okay, there's a lot of frosting on this cake and I'm into that. So, um, yeah, I loved every aspect of that cake. 
and the pineapple perfect. jam. Yeah. Like, oh my God. On. Let's go. Lime icing, lime buttercream, and pineapple jam, coconut cake. That Give it to me. So good. Absolutely. That's exactly what I want. Also, I've never <laughs> used coconut flour, and that was really interesting, like intriguing mm. to mm-hmm. me to use like coconut flour. She I just, just thought it was amazing. It. It was so beautiful, the lines, because like Gorgeous. she was piping the layers independently from one another. It wasn't like she put all of the la- stack them up and then piped it together, but she was able to like connect all the patterns, piping the layers individually. And I just thought that was like really impressive from like a planning standpoint. It almost reminded me of Jurgen's like music note, mm, like yeah, Henry the sure. cake, whatever that was. Like just the level of like planning that you have to have to be able to do like connect it all up together yeah Yeah, absolutely it was by far her best bake of the season I think like when you look back at the season will be like one of the best bakes and one of the probably favorite bakes that anyone has uh this definitely seems like the kind of thing where like you know years down the road people are like oh like what were your favorite showstopper cakes what were your favorite celebration cakes like this seems like it will stand the test of time um which is why it was so devastating that it was her last bake. <sighs> I, know. I know. I know. It was sad. It was sad. And I I don't know if this was even... I, did Prue... I can't understand these people sometimes just because I'm... <laughs> I have idiot American ears. But um, <laughs> she said that she thought that Prue was... Or that Prue thought that Lizzie was bad at being neat. Right? Is that what she said in the episode? Okay. I also have some thoughts on this. Prue was like saying that she's... She was like, Lizzie's so frustrating because it's like she's not neat on purpose. Yeah. Like she's making a point of it. And I was like... That was the quote, yeah. I was like, honestly, G-T-F-O. Like, I'm (laughs) not really... When she said that, I was like, "Mm, yeah, I don't don't agree with you at all. Like, I think Lizzie just like, likes... This was always my thing when they were when they were saying like it's too big. They always say things are too big, and then it's you're so gonna make a There's cake no for eighty thing. people, and it's like, right. okay, you yeah. love it, and it's like ice cream cookie sandwiches are too big. No such and then, thing. That was the size of an itzit. Like I was like, that's the size of an itzit. Right. Also, it's everybody except for Giuseppe had way too much ice cream in their ice cream sandwiches. Like they were all <laughs> so tall. And yeah. I, so I was like, you can't say that about Lizzie's and then not about Christelle's, which also yeah. the ice cream was like six inches of ice cream. And I was like, how am I ever supposed to eat this? So to me is, I feel like they always pick someone to like pick on sure. about this stuff. And this year it was her, even though George also was the exact same. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think it, I know. I think it's easy to pick on someone like Lizzie because you know, she's younger and she's also like very colorful and she dresses very colorfully, which I I really like. And I I feel like I've connected most with her than anyone else out there because she's, you know, a girl in her 20s and she's, you know, like she's just living her life. And I, I, I love that. And I think that's great. And it's just like, it's so almost just like, bias from Prue in that like she's an older woman and she's just like that's not how we do things like I'm much more into like Jurgen because he is you know he's like legitimately like a an engineer or whatever Giuseppe's an engineer and and they do things by the book and it's just like it this it's everything is so subjective and it's just like it's just unfair it's like their internal bias coming through once again and it's just frustrating to see yeah. you know I do think these kind of contestants do so well after Bake Off. Like if we look at yes. Kim, Kim Joy or Helena who had the Halloween bakes and went off way too soon. Someone like Lizzie is going to do so fucking well after Bake Off. She's going to 
bake these crazy cakes. She's going to make super fun, like Instagram friendly cookies and cakes and bakes. And like, it's going to go on shows and you know what I mean? I like, I'm very excited to see what she does because I think she's going to really thrive. Um, I agree. She just has such fun ideas and she's such a fun, colorful, both literally and figuratively character. Uh, yeah, I think she's going to do super well. I totally agree. And I think again, that just comes with, you know, Prue is, is I don't know if she's on social media, but I can guarantee her feed is pretty is probably like pictures of her children and like <laughs> some pastries, you know, dogs, and this, dogs and that, in the countryside. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it's just like, you know, you do well on this show, but it doesn't always translate to the real world and what actual people want to see and what things are curated. Uh, and and they have to think about that, too, I think. And, and I don't think Prue necessarily thinks that way, which isn't to say you shouldn't think of other, you know, aspects of the competition. But I think it is a large part of the competition, at least the success from these contestants that these contestants have, like you're saying, Kate, are the ones that do stand out, the ones who are colorful, that do lean into like the cute factor. And because they that stuff does well on Instagram and does yeah. well for cookbooks. And, you know, so I don't know. It's just it's it's interesting to see both like a, from an older perspective and from like a more a younger perspective as well, which isn't to say either or or better or worse than the other. But it's just like you should probably try to incorporate more from both sides. So. Right. I'm so Especially when you look back and see how popular those people were with fans, like exactly. and not, not applying that. And again, honestly, I'm not even saying that Lizzie shouldn't have gone home this week. I, I just think, you know, it's, it's just broaden your mind a little bit, you know, like it's, it, they act like they've literally never seen anything like this cake before they act, which is great. <laughs> and it's unique, but I'm like, you guys like this, there's an audience for this kind of thing. Right. Log and, on. Right. And, and for, exactly. And Just not like, only for that, but for everything else that Lizzie has made, you know, like the colorful cutesy things, the galaxy prints and like the, you know, colorful tarts and the paint, a, paint, a, what was she had like the paint, paint a car. car. Yeah. yeah. That was, was so brilliant. cool. And they were like, what it a was. cop out. And I was like, get over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's so a lame. toy. My exactly. mom gave me one of those for Christmas. And I was like, mom, it's actually, I wasn't like, mom, it's actually a cop out. Cause you didn't paint it for me. <laughs> like the point is that you paint it yourself. So that was really annoying. I agree. I, I also think it's like kind of interesting that they like target someone to be like, you're this, like you don't have finesse, you lack finesse. They're the ones like labeling you as that. And then when you sort of say, I'm going to embrace that because that's actually me. Like that's how I bake and I'm yeah. here to be myself and I'm not here to like make patisserie counter yeah. like cookies for you. Like that's not what I do. That's not why I'm here. And that's not how I got here. And then when they say, actually, like, that's just me, I'm going to embrace that. Then they're like, oh, I just want to shake Lizzie. I just want to <laughs> oh, yeah, shake right. her. And it's like, what? what like, no, calm you down. You're the one who said that that's what she was. Like, exactly. I right. think that she had made some like really beautiful things before that, too. Like, I always Agreed. thought it was also unfair because I didn't think it was true that, like, Agreed. remember that um, it was the yeasted cake that she made that was like oh, a fairy, German week? Like, yeah. That was like beautiful, okay, yeah. like all the piping and the details and all that stuff. Like, it's not like she hasn't made beautiful things. It's just not the style. Also, like, I thought her, I've already said this. I thought the purple pavlova was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to eat it. Like, that's the kind of thing that I think people 
don't really think of as like finesse, but she was able to achieve like a beautiful color inside. And that is to me, Her colors. Like, that counts. Amazing. Yeah. So I think it's just what they like consider to be finesse that it like looks right. like it's from a pastry store or right. something. And it's like, yeah. that's yeah. your definition. But if you actually look at what she's done, I don't think that they're right. Yeah. She has, she has TikTok finesse. She has a yeah. social media friendly finesse. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, well, the lack of finesse in the showstopper actually went to, uh, let's talk about Giuseppe, his worst bake ever. I think so. <laughs> I think you're right. I Tough you're right. stuff for our guy. First of all, uh, the inner sponges were bad. He got like, I think, was it dry or stodgy? It was one or the other. It was I forget. stodgy. He mm, didn't use tough. any flour. Like he decided yeah. to not use a replacement flour. That was my impression. And so he just like, it was like a bunch of like whipped egg whites. So I think that he was trying to go for something different and it was just kind of gross. Like it just ended up being not good. They said it was gluey, which is like kind of the worst thing. He's had two gluey showstoppers <laughs> in a row. His showstopper last week was also gluey. Um, a little bit of a tough time. We're going to talk about this again later when we kind of get into next week, but he, tough time for Giuseppe to be struggling with showstoppers. I kind of need my guy to I know. pick it up here, buddy. Um, but yeah, his like mirror glaze didn't really work out. And then he tried to cover it with piping and they kind of like were on to him. Um, and then, uh, our star baker for this episode and for the showstopper Chiggs again, he's done it again in his beautiful gold frame glasses. Uh, and he had a very impressive, um, element on his showstopper. Sasha, I know you appreciated the collar. Yeah, well, I, I also think people have done... I feel like he's done a collar before in this season. I couldn't name when he did it, but I feel like he has. And I'm just so impressed by the level, just the level that these people Finesse. are at. <laughs> yes. There you yeah, go. well, there's yeah. like uh, their technique too. Like mm-hmm. there's a whole right. challenge where they had to do the collars. I don't remember what season it was, but there was like a whole showstopper challenge about doing a chocolate collar. And that was the whole technique that you're supposed to do. And he just does it like casually for fun yeah. for fun in these <laughs> challenges. And I'm just like, think that the, the technique level that people are at this season is just really high at the top. Yeah. It's yeah. very, very high. And like, damn chicks, like you just started baking a year ago. It's amazing. Incredible. I can't get over it. It's ridiculous. He's like, they temper chocolate, chocolate in like every single, like Giuseppe has like tempered chocolate stuff. They put tempered chocolate on everything. And I feel like in previous seasons tempered chocolate itself has been like right a massive issue yeah and everybody on this season is just doing it hella casually like it's no big deal yeah <laughs> slapping it on their gluten-free cakes right uh <laughs> so yeah like we said really the gluten-free aspect wasn't that like much of the focus of the showstopper it was kind of the general celebration cake while we're talking about showstoppers christelle's also was very beautiful um Kind of harkened back to her, I think it was the very first episode when she made the bouquet. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. When they had the gravity-defying cakes. This time yeah. it was going the other way. So she <laughs> piped like the skirt of her grandma's dress. So it was like all these flowers going down like a multi-tiered cake, which is just what she's great at. Like she's really, really good at that piping and that um, kind of the elegant like cake store designs. Right. And like using could, her family as inspiration. Yes. <laughs> every week. Every week. I love Without it. Without fail. Yeah. I, I wonder how big her family is uh, and if she'll Huge. run out of family members at any point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Starbaker went to Chigs. Great stuff. Uh, eliminated contestant was Lizzie. Very sad. Um, how close do you guys think it was between Lizzie and Christelle this week? 
so close. I really, I knew it was going to be one of the two, but I didn't know which one it was going to be. And I think they, ju- being the judges, really probably took into consideration that they had given Christelle a Starbaker award previously. And she just has a higher ceiling, Agreed. according to them, than Lizzie. I think that's what happened. I think she does. I think if she gets her head in the game, she can absolutely hang with the mm-hmm. final three guys. It's just a question of whether she like freaks out. <laughs> you know? True. Like, that's true. And, and which I find very relatable. Um, but just every now and then, like we've seen her, you know, she forgets to set the timer or something oh gets too messy or she knocks something over or she forgets an ingredient. And I'm like, Christelle, if you focus, like you can do so well. And I think that's what they knew. Um, whereas I do think as much as we love Lizzie and as much as we just went on and on about how great she is, I do, th- I agree that her ceiling and her expertise is just like a little bit different and maybe a little bit like less high than everyone else who's left. Yeah. Christelle also does some, like she makes choices sometimes that I think just don't really work. <laughs> yeah, like sure. she's made choices in technical challenge. Like one of the reasons why she's like not done that well in technicals before is because she will like, make choices that end up being like <laughs> kind of deadly. Right. Like so she'll just, almost poison a judge. Yeah. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> or she'll like, she's like, I'm going to put the one cake in first to see like right. how long it bakes. But then she like has no time and it's like searing yeah. hot when she tries That's to put so true. like icing she's on. She's an like, overthinker. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Exactly. She needs to just like take a breath. Yeah. This was a record. This, we're just in the part of the, the season where like, I'm pretty cool with them just doing like record eliminations like yeah, you got absolutely. to you have yeah. to consider it would piss me off more if they sent like Giuseppe home because his showstopper was terrible right absolutely and it's like come on come on guys like he's one of the yeah this one's been bad this one is like probably his worst bake ever but like he totally deserves to be in the finals it's that kind right. of thing I'm like cool with it Lizzie absolutely. did pretty well this week like she yeah. probably did I don't know she didn't, I don't think she did better than Christelle everybody did really well so it's hard to say it's hard it's hard I, yeah I went into it and I was like I know it's gonna be Lizzie I went into the episode yeah. knowing it was gonna be Lizzie and uh, the whole way through I was like it's still gonna be Lizzie right that's interesting yeah. yeah and that's how we felt last week about George and the week before yeah. about Amanda <laughs> it's true and you could argue that the season has actually been extremely predictable like I think if you yeah. listen back to our episodes Every week we'll be like, oh, worried about George next week or like, oh, worried about Maggie next week, <laughs> you know? And like, I think uh, we probably have predicted Freya? almost everyone other than Freya. Freya, Freya, right. Freya was the big surprise. Because um, it should have been Amanda. Oh, or, yeah. Amanda should have gone home earlier. But I yeah. think that it was, she does like did, she fortuitously did well in in certain weeks. And so that like kept her in. And there wasn't right. enough of a legacy before then to be able to like send, you know, yes. Freya home because yeah. she had also done some bad stuff. You're right. Freya was like the one big surprise so far. But what I like, and again, I keep saying we're going to talk about this later, but like, I think from here it is going to be a surprise. I think, I mean, you really? anyone with a brain knows that Chriselle almost went home this week and so therefore <laughs> is in danger next week. Mm. But like, I think it's kind of, it could be Chigs. It could be Giuseppe. If he blows another showstopper, I would be obviously truly stunned if Jurgen like really choked and went and didn't make the finals. But in terms of the other three, I'm kind of like, it could, it, anything kind of could happen, um, which we'll talk about when we get That's into interesting. Uh, get into next week's challenge. Um, in the meantime, let's run through these awards really quick, mm-hmm. shall we? This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. 
Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Jersey Mike Subs. Jersey Mike's uses only the highest quality of meat sliced right in front of you, piled high with the freshest toppings. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. For me, it's roast beef and provolone with onions, lettuce, tomato, and the juice. You like authentic cheesesteaks? At Jersey Mike's, they're cooked on a real flat top grill. You can hear the sizzle and taste the difference. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Order on the app today or visit jerseymikes.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. Cold Slurpee drinks and a hot summer day are a match made in heaven, and your favorite refreshment just got even better. Let's talk about 7-Eleven's $1 small Slurpee drink with seven rewards. It's the classic frozen fizzy treat you can't get anywhere else. I'm a blue raspberry guy. Just know that about me. Know that about me going forward. Anytime there's a drink like this, I'm in on the blue raspberry. If you're feeling thirsty, feeling thirsty right now, how about going to visit a 7-Eleven valid through 1725? 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax. Participating U.S. stores see app for full terms. All rights reserved. Uh, what was the most delicious bake this week, you guys? What did you want to eat the most? Postmate to your house. Oh, well, again, I said Lizzie's Showstopper because it looked dope. I mean, again, I'm a huge frosting person and... I love the flavors and, you know, I just, I thought it looked great. I don't know. More say. Yeah. Love it. I can't do icing. I can't, I always oh, really? take the icing off my cake. Wow. Um, not I'll eat it for it. you. Like the little layer. I'll leave like a little layer. Um, oh, that's me which with actually, cupcakes. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Or you do like this, the sandwich thing where you take at the bottom yeah. of the cupcake and put it on top and eat it like a sandwich. Um, uh, anyway, uh, 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 very like <laughs> random. No, there was a period of time in like 2012 <laughs> when every cupcake had equal weight of cupcake and icing. And I was oh, like, oh, yeah. come on, guys, this is ridiculous. It's too much. This is oh, too I'm ridiculous. into that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, my aversion to ice, icing is maybe why I was so into Jurgen's showstopper. Because uh, it didn't have very much icing. It was like really... Uh, those tiers of chocolate cake looked so good with the apricot jam in between them and then just like a little bit of buttercream on the outside. I, he said it was for 80 people. I think I could have held down like 10 of those people. Um, so maybe like made it a 70 person cake, had a couple slices myself. Um, but yeah, I was all about that. It looked so good. Wow, this is not going to be any different. I'm going Jurgen and I'm going Lizzie. Those are the two that are, I just don't really like Black Forest. So like, I'm sure Chase is me like either. very, very good, but that's just not for me. So Jurgen, <laughs> sure. Lizzie, let's do it. I yeah. love pineapple, Sometimes chocolate. Sometimes the best amazing. are the best, you guys. Sometimes yeah. it's, those are just it's the true. best bakes. It's uh, true. In terms of the soggiest bottom, I think a lot of us also agreed uh, on this. First of all, Amelia. <laughs> I mean, I, just from the, the chutney was way too uh, spicy or um, had a, a lot of something that made... Paul choke and and Christelle too. So it seems like you might have died eating her Christelle's <laughs> technical bake. So that's all I'm going to say yeah. about that. Yeah, that's not what you want. Um, it's not. 
I'm glad she lived. Uh, also, I have, I, again, just like for a signature that should have been a slam dunk for me personally. I love ice cream sandwiches. I, none of them looked that good to me, which made me really sad. My mom and I made brownie ice cream sandwiches during quarantine. Mm. Uh, I'll Yum. send you guys a picture after we finish recording. They were so good. And it's just like, that's all you need, you guys. Just get a squishy brownie and some ice cream and just squish it together and eat it. Anyway, that just made me sad. They wasn't bad necessarily. I was just disappointed. Sure. I have to say, I agree. The ice cream sandwiches, I just wouldn't eat them. Like, I liked the look of Christelle's and the flavors. If it was like a chewy cookie, I would have eaten that. But like, holy shit, I'm not, I don't want a shortbread. Like, same with um, chicks. Like, I just don't want a shortbread. It's just not for me. And then Giuseppe Showstopper, like, ew. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I usually like love, like, I'll eat anything he puts in front of me. And I'm sure it would have been fine. But also, no, thank you. I'm good. I'm glad you put that because we have actively said every episode, like, I will eat anything Giuseppe makes. Yeah. And it's important <laughs> to note that that rain has ended Not that. here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, guys, what would your showstopper be? Really difficult because just a wide open slate here at Celebration Cake can be absolutely anything as long as it is gluten free this week. Um, any thoughts, Amelia? I, this was kind of last minute, but I was thinking you could do like play on the gluten aspect of the cake, of gluten free, but like, um, mine would, okay. So just, I know, okay, this is not meant to offend anyone, but, uh, <laughs> it would be a giant butt, just like a giant <laughs> ass. And it would be like gluten free glutes. And then it would be like, you know, if you're on an operating table and it, they would pipe on the side like a um like an injectable of silicone. And is this a BBL like, cake? Like a it's congrats a BBL on cake. your BBL? Yes, oh congrats on on your ass and written <laughs> script <laughs> below it. And then it would be like really you know those stylized cakes. And I put in the outline an example of like the cakes that are like congrats on the baby. And it's uh, a purple cake with a little sperm that says I swam the fastest. And it has like um, a swim cap, a blue swim cap on. So it's a boy with like little goggles. And uh -huh. it's like those really stylized, just tacky borderline camp aspects on there. And that's what this cake would be. The gluten-free gluten cake. And then I would, Ace you know, of cake style. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Um, and then I would like, you know, drop it off to like Kylie Jenner or something. Unbelievable. Okay. So I do want to emphasize that you have called it gluten-free glutes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Stunning. Incredible wordplay once again. Amelia Thanks Wattemeyer. so much. Uh, Thanks so much. Fabulous. I did not put nearly as much thought into mine. I was like, what kind of cakes do I like? Uh, and I really like those cakes where you cut them open, kind of like Jurgen's this week, where you cut them open and the layers are different colors, but they're like all very even, very pleasing to the eye. I like um, that. And I especially like those ones where you cut them open and they're rainbow, you know? Yes. So like yes. on the outside, it looks boring. You're like, oh, that's just like a mirror glazed cake or like regular iced cake with like maybe some boring decorations. You cut it open, you get the rainbow layers. Tastes delicious. Uh, so that's what I would make. Maybe oh like a God. nice, nice clean mirror glaze because seeing Giuseppe's bad mirror glaze made me want to like do a good mirror glaze. Not that I could, but in theory. Um, <laughs> right. And yeah, so it's like, you know, you think it's boring cake and then you cut it open and it's actually fun. But then it's gluten-free, so it's not that fun. Um, that's my, <laughs> so there that's you my go. cake. Yeah. <laughs> Sasha, any ideas? Well, I put the least thought into this, so that's fun. Um, <laughs> I don't know. This is just a cake. Maybe I would make like carrot cake because it has Ooh. so much like other stuff that's in it fun. that I feel like that would make make it like taste like something even if it wasn't like actually real cake Ooh, not that yeah. gluten-free cake isn't real cake it is real cake it's just not the cake that i would eat <laughs> um and you could use like oat i think you can use oat flour right i think that's gluten-free so i'd probably do something like that 
And then if they let me, I'm just going to use the packet all purpose because that's nice. the right thing to do ultimately. Yep. Yep. <laughs> In this hypothetical world, you are allowed to do that. Yeah, yes. I think so. I think they should have been allowed to if they weren't. Um, so that's what I'm going to do a giant carrot cake. I'm going to also, I'm going to style it also for 80 people. Like, okay. Hell yeah. yeah like it's going to be huge. Massive three tier <laughs> yeah. carrot cake. Honestly, I can't think of anything I would rather eat. That sounds so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love a carrot cake. Um, all right. Let's run through our best sound bites real quick. Amelia, hit it. Um, well, this was when Lizzie was making her chocolate vanilla uh, ice cream sandwiches. And uh, she she had this like really dark black cocoa powder. And she was talking to Noel about it. And I they said something and I did not get it. But anyway, <laughs> I love the quote where she says, and she's talking about her hands because they obviously got like black. Um, I have washed me nails, people of Britain, which I thought was just <laughs> really, really funny. And again, she's so funny that I think we're really going to miss her next week. We because are. She Our has... soundbite section is going to suffer. <laughs> Seriously, though, she is hilarious and she was a great narrator. So screw you, Prue. No, I'm kidding. It's going to um, be really sad. <laughs> yeah. And then also I liked when Chiggs was talking, I think this was during the Showstopper Challenge, and he's like, Paul's not the biggest fan of freeform stuff. He's a proper pudding lad, which I... <laughs> proper pudding lad. I, also, me too. Me too. Definitely the most absurdly British moment. Absolutely. Being yes. a proper pudding lad, you couldn't get more British than that. <laughs> That's three think. for three in that <laughs> phrase. Yep, absolutely. That's funny. Uh, speaking of a British moment, so Lizzie, after you know she went home and she was talking to the camera, she goes, "Now I sound dead scouse because I'm crying because I'm crying. Her accent got too strong. I was like, Lizzie, we can't understand you when you're not crying, girl. Like, I don't, I have not noticed a difference in your in an unintelligible accent. Um, I have an add-on from Lizzie that relates to our conversation that we had earlier about her and like the perception of her by the judges. And she was like painting her cookies and she was like, Paul doesn't like glitter. Who cares what Paul thinks? And yeah. I was like, yeah, let's go. That was great. That let's was go. Great. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Amen. Tat tattoo it onto my body. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Who cares what Paul thinks? <laughs> Motto. Um, and I also wanted to say that we are finally addressing in a real way the fact that Jurgen has zero bands. <laughs> he has zero yeah. bands. Uh, Noel, it's almost painful to watch Noel and Matt try to like get something Engage. out of him. It is <laughs> really awkward. Nothing. And um, then Noel was having a conversation with Christelle and Christelle was like, why are you always doing this to me? Like, why are you so mean to me? <laughs> and Noel was like, can you, like, I, you can take it. Like, can you imagine if I went up to Jurgen and was like, why are you here? And, <laughs> yeah. and they were both like, yeah, that would go horribly. <laughs> like, that would be miserable. And it just like... I don't know if we have a succession watchers in the house. Um, uh, <laughs> if you all watch succession, Noel trying to riff with Jurgen is Greg. You're so hard to riff with Greg. <laughs> That's what that is. Like they're literally saying there, they're trying to get something out of him. It's true. Yeah. It's never going to happen. It reminds me of uh, Raul on his season where like some people are just so like earnestly <laughs> awkward. Yeah. <And laughs> Jurgen is just like one of those people. Like you just can't, you cannot get through. You can't. Um, He's pretty like literal and everything. Yeah. So. Raul yeah. was one giant saccharine moment of the week. <laughs> like he was literally the uh, not to, not to get all sappy of that yes. entire season. Yes. I got to rewatch that one. That God, I love him. <laughs> so good. Um, all right. Let's talk Brit Fits. 
the best Brit fit of the week. I want to just give a general blanket hats off to Lizzie. She did not dial it in once. She did not she did not forget to pack enough clothes. She knew she would be here this long. She Love packed that. a different, fun, funky outfit for every week. She did not dial it in once. She out rainbowed Prue every <laughs> single time. 100%. She also kept that, she kept that orange hair fresh. I don't know if she brought like toner or like some sort of special shampoo, but like that did not fade at all. She kept it fresh. She kept it bright. Uh, and I will miss her colorful fits every week. Kind of a bummer. So I could not agree with you anymore. She truly, she's just a style plate fashion queen. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, also, just a note, I've noticed that Prue has been wearing the exact same earrings in different colors every single week this season. Uh, she did have one, one week where she wore lightning bolts, but that was the only time she switched it up. She has like these two little squares next to each other and the color changes, but the earring doesn't. And I'm very curious about if they're like her brand or something. And like, she's trying to push them like how Ryan Seacrest, like wears his own oh. suit brand on red carpets. I just like have a lot of questions about Prue's identical, different colored earrings. Interesting. Um, and I looked it up on Twitter and no one else had tweeted anything about Prue's earrings. So maybe it's just me. <laughs> it starts here. Yeah, the investigation starts here. If anyone knows where Prue's earrings are from, uh, I am curious. Uh, and then one more shout out to Chiggs and his gold frames, which are even better than the frames last week. Well, if I, I disagree. You don't think so? You I like still last week better? Them. I liked mm. last week better, but I, I, I thought he looked great uh, as always. Yeah. <laughs> These are the star baker frames, so we might have to wear them again. Mm. He might have oh. to stick with these now. <laughs> I just wanted you know? to shout out Christelle's like little denim dress in yeah. on the first day. Like she looked so cute. And I was like, how d- would you ever bake in this? Like, this doesn't make no any idea. sense. It's a <laughs> yeah. lot of like bending over and getting down on the ground and coming back up. And it was it, like, like kind of a mini sleeves. dress. Yeah. She looked sick. I mean, she looked so nasty. Good. She was killing it. Um, but I have no idea <laughs> yeah. how you're supposed to like do a technical on that. But a little bit off. impractical. Go off. But also props to her who also has brought the appropriate amount of clothing. True. Um, so True. I love the confidence. I love the fact that they were prepared. Uh, all right. Eyes on the prize, the Paul moment of the week. These pic- these pictures that someone put in the outline are terrifying. I'm assuming it's Amelia. Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. They're just uh, <laughs> pictures of Paul. Um, <laughs> they got him into green paint. Uh, they really focused on the head, but there's some on his like shoulders and like biceps and it's like a ripped shirt and he's supposed to be the Hulk. <laughs> and, you know, as much as I make fun of Paul for being pretentious for his handshake and all the other things that he does, I do appreciate how willing he is to do like bits and like this <laughs> Hulk bit thing is just like so like cringy, but also so good. And he was doing like the like Hulk thing and it was just like, I I loved it. <laughs> I don't know what gets into him for these cold opens. I don't know what they give him, how much money they pay him. Oh my God. How they bribe him to do it. But he gets in these costumes and he turns into a totally different person. A PR person (laughs) told him that he needs to do this stuff. I mean, he's just trying to do... I think that he's trying to do something. I think he's like, I need... Okay. Everybody's going to think this is funny. Like, I'm funny. I think that's what it is. You know what? That's just me being salty about him, though. Us being negative about Paul. I I love our commitment to that. I think you're smart. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Uh... Also, speaking about being negative about Paul, uh, he did some really annoying smirking at some of these ingredients this week. Uh, For example, when he ate the spicy chutney, they were like, do you want some milk? And Matt was like, some oat milk? And Paul was like, no, I'm good with the chutney. I'm like, okay, it's fucking oat milk is good, Paul. Oat milk is great. It's objectively an elite milk. 
Um, it's delicious. And it's not like going to help you it is good, uh, yeah. dissipate spice on your tongue <laughs> at all. I mean, it's like literally just not going to do that, but right. it right. is very good. I was like, Paul, have you ever had oat milk? Like, it's pretty good, buddy. Like, are <laughs> you probably what are you doing chugging 1%? Like, I don't know. Yes, honestly. Like, whatever, Paul. You know what's Who been knows? really good? TJ's pumpkin oat milk. Ooh, Ooh interesting. I having like their, pumpkin they have the maple. Have you tried the maple? The maple I'm oat milk from there is really good, too. Maple fan? That's interesting. Mm, I love maple. I haven't tried the pumpkin. I should try the pumpkin. I just want to, it's so good. I just want to say also <laughs> that, like, I think that. Paul, if you watch Rewatchables, um, I don't remember who the actor is now that we do, but like there's an overacting award. Oh, um, yeah. And I'm going to award this to Paul for <laughs> uh, like pretending to die while eating some chutney. And it's just like, my guy, I we know we're all sitting here at home. We know that it wasn't that spicy <laughs> because a whole chili is not that that was like a Fresno chili. That wasn't like it wasn't like, you know, a habanero. Like this was a normal chili. It's not that spicy. You're fine. Christelle's doing you a solid. Right. Okay. I giving you a little cough. That. I don't think that was real. Because she ate it before and she was like, it's fine. So I think that Paul is total overacting. It's a but it's a crock for the camera. It's sure. it's not real. I also am like, I was ready for him to pull an imaginary hair out of Jurgen's. So I was like, oh my God. This was, I think where, <laughs> I think this was where he like put that energy was like, I need to find something horrifically wrong that they can like tease. Uh, and so this is where he, he went with that. I agree. It was uh, overdramatic. I was like, Paul fucking relax. It's fine. <laughs> You're fine. Girl, You'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, all right. What was the Matt Lucas moment of the week? Um, okay, I like legitimately laughed at this just because the <laughs> delivery say, was so every good. Every week we say this as if it like it's never true. happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. That's so sad. But yeah, you're right. Um, when Prue, once again, bringing this up, but when Prue was like, Lizzie is almost determined for it to not be neat and I want to strangle her because she's a good baker. And then they cut to Matt and he's like, you must stop killing people. We've talked about this. And I don't, I just thought the delivery of that was so hilarious. And I laughed and I was like, the good one, Matt. I like that. That yeah. was funny. He had Lizzie's back with that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that was one of his better kind of riffs. I think, I think he puts himself in sticky situations with the bakers sometimes. And I'm honestly like, why did they include this? Like I, the breast thing, I still can't get over that. They put that in. I'm like, <laughs> guys, come on. Like, it's so bad. Um, I just wanted to, Matt, I think had a great week, you know, comparatively, like relatively. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And, <laughs> sure. and I thought that like, that a couple of good, like free from jokes, like the free from comedy joke was pretty that funny. Was right. Yeah. yeah. Um, that me that I, I giggled. And then, um, I thought they were doing this really funny thing and I couldn't tell if it was like kind of making fun of Paul, but also making fun of like a certain type of British person in the country at the moment who like can't <laughs> deal with like vegan stuff becoming more popular or like gluten-free stuff becoming more popular, et cetera. <laughs> and they took that tone like a few different times in the, in the openers. Like Matt did a couple of accents that were funny, did some voices. And I just thought that was an interesting <laughs> take, a little yeah. like lightly political, you know, take going on yeah. here. Great stuff. Great it stuff was. from them. It's interesting. This week. Yeah. <laughs> Just I also, political I did, lean. Who knew? I did really like the free from comedy and they did like, now we're free from the tent. They like kept coming back to yeah. that. I was like, <laughs> right. Was like, That's another good, one is good ribs was, should we strip off? <laughs> like, that was actually genuinely really funny. Pretty good. Pretty good. We'll give it to Matt this week. 
Uh, all right. We've, we talked about it at length, but we have to do it again. What was the mm. saccharine moment, AKA not to get all sappy. We have another lovely picture in the outline here. Yes. I, I was very sad and I think everyone will agree. Uh, when Lizzie left, cause she's great and I love her. And, um, I think she's probably my favorite baker from this season, but it, <laughs> I, I, it was hilarious because she was crying and she had her little moment and she was just like, I've met so many great people and everything. And I was just like, oh my God. And then she pulls out from <laughs> like, I don't know, her apron, like a pocket, <laughs> yeah, a fucking Lord. blender sponge to soak up her tears, which was amazing. And just like I, I, a blender sponge. I was, oh my Incredible. God, you couldn't have scripted it better. It was amazing. She's an icon. <laughs> there's like this weird, I don't know why this made me think of this, but like every now and then when somebody pulls out like a random beauty blender, I don't know if you guys remember, I think it was, um, uh, oh God, what's her name? She was on the West Wing. She played CJ Craig. Oh, Allison Janney. Allison Janney. Okay. Uh, a couple of years ago, Allison Janney was at, I think it was like the Emmys or something. And she went up to like give her speech and she like had a beauty blender, like a portable what? beauty blender. And she like threw it. Like it was like still in her hand. Like she'd been oh like blotting God. her face and she like threw it back towards someone. Cause she like <laughs> didn't want to take it up on stage. And that's what this reminded me of. It's like, that's funny. Then, like, Lizzie pulls out this like orange real techniques, beauty blender, like the kind that I use, <laughs> uh, and is like blotting her teeth. It's so good. It's so good. Also, like, girl, your mascara is halfway down your cheeks. Like, what's that gonna do? You know, it's just gonna blend it into your face. Right. Uh, yeah, just a lot of questions. And Lizzie actually, again, like I said, I, I looked up her Instagram and she uh commented on the beauty blender in her Instagram post. Oh, did she? a lot of people oh, had yes. thoughts on the beauty blender. And she was like, Yes, I had my beauty blender there. <laughs> um, Whatever. I think that's great. It's great. It's handy. Uh can't look too shiny on the camera that's while you're true. sobbing. That's true. But yeah, it was like a little bit of levity uh, for the end. How many yeah. people here shed a tear uh, when Lizzie went home? I teared up. For I sure. definitely did. Three for three. We all did. Yeah, I know. Both really times I watched. Me. Both times I watched. And I expect to on the third time as well. Like, I, I think <laughs> that there's nothing about like her, her like final showstopper and her exit and the way that it all like went down. I just, it's, this is why we watch. I know. Yeah, it was this so is why great. we're here. So good. So um, good. All right, let's give our final awards and wrap this baby up. Uh, just to keep from making this a, a Lizzie fest across the board, uh, I'm going to give my Hallowell high five to Starbaker Chigs. I got to nice. say, he is peaking at the right time. Uh, yeah. We talked about Giuseppe. He's had two bad showstoppers in a row. Chigs has had two recent Starbakers. He's been super solid. Um, he, you know, spent the first half of the season or the first two thirds of the season, like really kind of in the middle and he is really, really peaking at the right time. So it's making it like a much more exciting final than it could have been. Um, if he had still been sort of like more in the middle, you can tell <laughs> that he is so smart. Like yeah. that's what yeah. I kind of think happened. Then he was in the middle because like he was just getting used to the tent. And then now he's like, he just like, it's like banger after banger after banger. Like he's so ready now. He really plans and like really strategizes, um, and really similar to the way the other guys do, but I think the other guys have done a little more experimenting lately, which has kind of been hit or miss. Um, but yeah, Chigs, good time to peak, buddy. Yeah. Excited for you. You're right. Uh, agreed. I'm giving my Wedemeyer winner to, you know, Lizzie. Uh, Gotta do again, it. She kept me laughing this entire season. So, And I really cannot stress enough how much I'm going to miss her commentary because she is hilarious and she's fun and she's just really bright. And uh 
you know, again, she didn't even have a bad week. She just wasn't as, I guess, had a history as good as everyone else. And the others are just really, really good, which isn't to say that she's not because she is. So, yep. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I have to do it, too. It's a Lizzie fest. Sure. Kate, yep. you can't hide from it, Kate, because it You're is right. a Lizzie fest. You're so We've been talking right. about her the whole episode. It's it's Lizzie, the Ashall Award, and I'm going to give her an ass slap, too. Like, it goes to Lizzie. <laughs> I just thought... I just respected how she always went with her style, what she likes to eat. She just did exactly her own thing the whole time and never tried to like, she never tried to like do what the judges wanted her to do. And I always appreciated that. Like Paul was giving her shit basically constantly. And she always was like, I don't really care. I'm going to do whatever. I'm going to do what I want. It's true. And I just respect her so much for that. And I had like one of my, the most infuriating parts of the entire season for me was like we talked about earlier when Prue was saying that Lizzie is like determined not to be neat. And I was like, you, you got the wrong end of the stick, Prue. You have the <laughs> wrong end of the stick here. It's not correct. Yeah. And it, it just really shows me like how much when those judges like decide that somebody is something that they just believe that and that's like yeah. the story. That's the narrative. Like they just pick a narrative for somebody and then they're like, yeah, that's the narrative. Totally. Yep. And agree. so Definitely. just like frustrating, but it is. I, I loved her. I agree. I loved her. She was huge, bright spot, super nice, funny, hilarious. Yep. I can't wait to see her thrive on Instagram and TikTok and all of the visual mediums for which she is made and her bakes are made. Exactly. Um, all right. Looking ahead really quickly. Next week. Boom, 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 boom. Drum roll. Patisserie week. You guys. Woo. It's here. I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be good. Give me the fiddly desserts. Give me the freaking <laughs> annoying little multi-layered crispy little yes. tear bullshit. Like I'm so ready to see <sighs> them. This is Just, a perfect semifinal. Yes. This is exactly absolutely. what you want for a semifinal. This really plays to like Giuseppe and mm-hmm. Jurgen mm-hmm. and even Chig's a little bit because he also has yeah. like really good finish. Like his finish arguably, is really nice. Arguably Christelle too. Yes. Uh, yes. Her, her piping is good. Her presentation her piping is You're good. Right. The piping is for sure. She just has to like fucking remember everything. But I think that she can be a bit of on a, I think the timing is going to be tough for her. Yes. I think agreed. that's going to be her biggest challenge this week is like getting the finish when you have like this limited time. Yes. We will see. I think she could, she stands a chance. I do Definitely. think this is like enough in her wheelhouse that she could upset someone. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's going to be a really good semifinal. I'm really excited, excited. Uh, for History Week. Just a classic, a classic, annoying, fiddly British challenge. <laughs> uh, and I can't wait. Can't wait. We're in the, uh, we're in the home stretch now, you guys. Um, all right. Well, in the meantime, make sure to listen to all the other shows on the Ringer Reality TV feed, including our very own Amelia Wedemeyer on No Rose All Thorn every Wednesday, Tyson Apostle recapping Survivor Season 41 every Thursday, and Johnny Bananas recapping the challenge every Wednesday. Thank you to my lovely co-host Amelia and our fabulous producer Sasha. And thanks for listening to another episode of Everything is Cake. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. 
you might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong. But these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.